of a podcast. They gave us a podcast, Matt. They did. Actually, to be more specific, we took this podcast. Yes. The Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. Terms do apply. There were three pods last week, Matt. I'm still a little sore. I'm just not used to that kind of quality or quantity. Are you, are you asking me to choose? I'm going to choose quantity. <laughs> We're pleased to say that we here at the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast have unionized. We are ready to fight the battle against ourselves. Here we go. <laughs> the first part of the week was the future of tech with Kara Swisher, which started out interesting. Chris, this woman rivals Bill in her ego, and that is fucking hard to do. She manages somehow, and she somehow also manages to repeat him constantly. This pod, one hour, 34 minutes, and 21 seconds. We'll point out before we get to Miss Swisher, 33 seconds in during a ZipRecruiter ad, Bill, for the second time this summer, mispronounces quality. Quality to candidate through the site. He loves extra syllables. I think this is a rerun. I think he started rerunning his own ads. And we'll talk in a second about another ad that I think he's rerun. But the weird thing about this first episode of the week is not just that he botches the intro. He does not say, but first, our friends from Pearl Jam. Yes. He just says, our friends from Pearl Jam. Our friends from Pearl Jam. He never says, but first, during the intro this whole week. The second thing that's weird is that there's no long, meandering introduction from Bill. He just goes from chilling products to... Our friends from Pearl Jam. To the interview. No preamble whatsoever. Yes. And he does that again on the third part of the week, which is with Sarah Silverman. And he clearly had plenty of room in this one uh, from his normal two-hour-plus podcast time length to this uh, reasonable one-hour-and-30-minute podcast. Quick question for you, Matt. Are we complaining about this? No. Okay. This is a new section of the podcast we're calling... You know it's really hard? <laughs> ...where we highlight what Bill does poorly. Here are some other things Bill found hard. At 3217 in the first part of the week, pronouncing the word mattress. Other mattress companies... At 5335 in the first part of the week, the concept of one party being pitted against another party. For instance, it should be Disney versus everybody. Disney versus everybody. Yeah. It's not. Just to make sure you got it, he says it two more times. It's not Netflix versus everybody. It's Disney versus everybody. Yeah. At one sixteen twelve, whether or not Cory Booker was ready to go or to get bigger. Is it kind of ready to grow? At one twenty two fifty three, a personal highlight, this. Yeah. No, they and like sir. one more thing than free shit. What? A free sleeveless vest. I, I have. They like one more thing than free shit. A free sleeveless <laughs> vest. Man, those rich people love vests. They love them to be not sleeveless, but sleeveless. <laughs> sleeveless. It's the uh, most sleeveless. Also, Bill finds this hard. More things that Bill found hard. In the second pod, 47 seconds in, saying the word creamy. Mm, Heinz. Crunch. Without using an L. Unforgettably creamy. Heinz mayonnaise. At 125.53, this? It's a really good parallel for sports. At 129.12, Bill attempts to pronounce the first and last names of the man he considers to be the best quarterback of all time. Everyone who loves the Patriots and Tom Brady. He gets them <laughs> half right. At 143.54. Last question for Jim Corner, and we got to go. At 147.29, can a wrist look limped? Post My left this. wrist looks limped on. On the Silverman podcast, which of course we'll get to in a moment. 33 seconds in. Qualididi. Could he get a quality candidate through the site within the first day? I think it's Qualididi. It's neither, Matt, but I do prefer Qualididi. <laughs> now back to our reg- regularly scheduled format. Podcast. At 10 minutes, uh, please note that Bill 
wants everybody to know. He snuck it in, but he wants everybody to know that he did one time have dinner with Marissa Mayer. <laughs> I, I was hoping you were going to say he went to Hawaii again. <laughs> At 20 minutes and 40 seconds on the first part of the week with Kara Swisher, Bill tells us that he does keep an eye on everything his kids do on social media and their electronic devices, but does not want to prevent them from having Snapchat because as a parent, what can you do? Right, I mean, exactly. There's nothing I can do about it. No, so no. I can get rid of it and she could be you know, separated from our friends with this one thing, which is bad for her. Yes. There is, of course, the possibility that some creep is sending his 14-year-old daughter gross pictures or inappropriate messages on Snapchat. Or perhaps like the other Snapchat buddies are talking about buying booze or using pills. But Chris, if he takes away the Snapchat, she might get sad. At 2130, every generation had their version of this. And he's talking about sort of the cultural revolt by the young people against the previous generation. What he points out that they had in the 30s and 40s was certain books. You go back to like the 30s and 40s and it was certain books. What is he talking about? Doesn't name the books, <laughs> but the books that were this weird cultural revolution. Every generation had them, Chris. Sometimes it was the talkies. Sometimes <laughs> it was books. At 2241, during the same basic conversation, there's this issue about whether uh, social media and Twitter in particular are addictive. And Bill points out that it changes brain chemistry and therefore, but it's changing stuck. your brain chemically. Exactly. It is a form of drug use. Com- Dr. Bill. Yeah. Uh, this wait, time, wait, not to be confused with his dad. Yes. <laughs> the original Dr. Bill. Uh, yes. Dr. Bill now believes he knows enough about brain chemistry to know that these social media products uh, are essentially uh, the same as heroin. Yeah, which is crazy. Although he does point out this about heroin. I'm sure I would like heroin if I kept trying it. The fact that you have some sort of compulsion to use a device or to use an app or whatever it is does not mean it is a form of drug use. Yes. It does not have negative physiological consequences. And it certainly does not jeopardize, A, your ability to safely operate a motor vehicle, and B, your ability to safely live <laughs> and survive also, on the planet. Bill says, I'm sure I would love heroin. I don't know. Do you think that people who use heroin are like, man, I love heroin? <laughs> like, it's not Here's like, three uh... things about myself. <laughs> Huge fan of football, love to cook, heroin. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're doing it because it gives them something they want and then they get addicted to it. Does Bill think that the way addiction works is that it's like wanting a cheeseburger? Like, <laughs> man, it's so delicious. I just got to have some heroin. <laughs> he also says, I'm sure I'd like heroin if I kept trying it. <laughs> the idea either he's tried it, did not really take, or he figures maybe three or four times that I'd really love well, it. Well, I think the There's point is... getting used to it, period, <laughs> with the heroin. I think the point is that Bill, Bill believes his own super willpower will uh, be able to, you know, the first couple times... Super Bill Power. Yes, we'll be able to break through that heroin addiction that cripples all in its path. Not Bill. No. It would take at least a few times before he would really love it. Well, you know, Matt, he is a creative person. Yes. Just as a creative person, I don't like it. <laughs> in Bill's ongoing narcissism celebration at 2645, he talks about how he and his wife have a family tradition of shitting on other families' holiday cards, <laughs> which he then believes is so great it should be available on television. Yes. For whom? First of all, we've seen what you do on video. HBO thought it sucked. And also, your Twitter dr- draft reaction show was seriously like watching paint dry, only you didn't know what color the paint was. You just had to watch something dry. And the idea that we could watch you and those people never give enough money for the bake sale, there's going to be no context. 
What are you talking about? How is this going to work? And what are they going to do? Is it going to be like a fucking special? They're going to air it once a year on December 20th after the Michael Buble concert? I cannot wait. I really hope he does something on Twitter this year. A Twitter video just of him and his wife opening cards and shit talking their so-called friends. So great. Man, at 3316, I caught him on something that's really important. There's an ad for Helix Mattresses. Yes. During the original upload of the Bill Simmons podcast, there are two mentions of a holiday sale. Have a listen. Don't miss this July 4th sale, Helix. This pod, as I pointed out earlier, went up in early August, which is approximately one month after Independence Day. This is a botch. <laughs> this is not technically Bill's fault. This is either producer, engineer, editor, cousin Kyle, or Craig, or whoever's fault. Do you think Kyle is a part of the union? Oh, I wonder. I hope so. Wasn't there that Supreme Court case that was like, you can make him be a member, but you can't force him to pay because it's like a, a First Amendment thing? If you go and download it now, there's no longer any mention in the mattress ad of the 4th of July. Yes. Which means they realized they botched it and then fixed it. Do you think Which that, I approve of, but get it right the first time. Maybe. You mentioned this earlier. Do you think that this was old copy or are they reusing ads? It would absolutely be a Ron Burgundy <laughs> situation. Yeah. He just reads it. Yeah, 4th but, of July, 4th of July. <laughs> no, everything seemed good. No, you everything know what, Chris? fine. I 100%. <laughs> it's funny because you said that and now I'm realizing, but I don't care. I still believe that there is just as much a chance that that happened as there is that... <laughs> Kyle just put the wrong I am in love with the idea. I hope that's true. (laughs) Matt, do you know what a monopoly is? Uh, A monopoly, Chris, is when one company Mm -hmm. essentially owns the entire industry and there's no competition. Merriam-Webster says uh, monopoly, number one, exclusive ownership. Number two, exclusive possession or control. Number three, a commodity controlled by one party. Wikipedia, in economics, a monopoly is a single seller. In law, a monopoly is a business entity that has significant market power, that is the power to charge overly high prices. Bill thinks three or four <laughs> or five people controlling an industry is a monopoly. Decidedly not. So when he asks this. But if everybody thinks one. it's going to be these three or four or five people mm-hmm. controlling all of the content we watch and consume and listen to, Why is how that is that not a monopoly? Before? Because of definitions <laughs> and what the word monopoly means. At 5809, this sentence in what purports to be English. I believe in Casey Boys, I think, is actually really good. At 104.15, Bill is again shilling for Google Fi. And he reads this ad where he tries to sell a traditional Jewish delicacy. That is fi.google.com. The thing is, it's not the first time Bill has pronounced the word Google Google. as Kugel. Kugel. In fact, he did the same thing July 8th and pronounced it Kugel. fi.google.com. I believe this lends credence to my theory that he's rerunning ads. But rerun ads where you don't fuck up words, especially <laughs> this, the name of the product you're selling. Like, a lot of times Bill will say words wrong and it's like it's sort of muddled. This is like he went to a Jewish deli and ordered. Kugel. He went to the deli and ordered in July <laughs> and then makes us listen to it in August at 105.10. This doesn't sound like Massachusetts. It doesn't sound like Massachusetts ever. Yeah, I, I not like that, Massachusetts. Not the Massachusetts I but, to love. <laughs> is he trying to temper his enthusiasm for Massachusetts? <laughs> is this a precursor to Kara Swisher's anti-Midwestern bias? Because he's saying he's not a big fan of the place where he's from (laughs) and who he touts and represents for Mm. all his sports teams. Mm. Oh, wait. (laughs) Matt, that may be the second time that you found something on this show to be delicious. It was. Listen to all the things Bill and at one point Kara Swisher found were delicious last week. Mm. Uh, And Mm. what do they that's, Mm. you know, Mm. Mm. that you've Mm. seen a million. Mm. 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 At 105.59, Kara Swisher points out that every major Internet person is an immigrant. Every major internet person as an immigrant. 
This might have something to do with what the definition of an internet person is. But when I'm thinking internet person, I'm thinking of somebody whose business is online business. Yes. Like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> Look, up in the sky. It's a Zuckerberg. Not an immigrant. I'm thinking of the two guys who started Google. One is an immigrant. Yeah. The other guy, not. Not. Okay, so right now we're at one out of three <laughs> major internet people who are immigrants. The guy who started Twitter, Jack Dorsey? Yeah. Not an immigrant. So who are the major internet people who she's calling immigrants? Nice job. She doesn't back it up with any facts, which is no. why she gets along quite so well with Bill. She has a lot of weird shit to say. Bill and her are talking about how they're mad that Facebook and Twitter can't essentially police themselves. And she says that uh, whenever they talk about, they being Google or Twitter or Facebook, talk about the First Amendment, she gets real mad because don't they understand how the First Amendment works? It only restricts Congress. I think she's missing like the forest for the trees here, right? Because it seems to me that what their point is, is we value free speech. And yeah, the First Amendment doesn't prohibit Google or Twitter from censoring speech, but they don't censor speech because they value speech and they think it's important that even shitty things and bullying things and gross things are able to be said. Oh, so what you're saying is that her reduction of the defense of these companies by saying it's not protected speech is actually pedantry yes. because it doesn't matter whether or not they're the government. Yeah. Any opportunity to chill free speech uh, is has a negative effect yeah, on, and the, that's on the culture. clearly what Jack Dorsey, because Twitter is one of the more, and even now they have started to back down a little bit, They, but they let a lot of shit go. And that's clearly their position. I guarantee you Jack Dorsey and the lawyers at Twitter don't think that the First Amendment that says Congress shall make no law restricts Twitter. But she, like, let me sound smart. Haha, I'm going to say this. Also, what is this about not needing cars? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I want to hear your response. But let's talk a little bit about some of the things that Kara thinks about herself. I think I'm a oh, really good can... reporter. <laughs> I've had a lot of job offers. So getting back to what you wanted to talk about, Matt, is at 109.57. This is what Kara Swisher says. This is a good example. This is why people think me. I'm saying, I'm not going to have a car. I'm never going to own a car. There's Nobody's going to own a car someday. Just so you know. If no one has a car one day, then no one can go anywhere. <laughs> Someone will have to have a car. Even under ride sharing, somebody's got to have the car that gets you there. Yes. The, the people in the Midwest, the people in the South, even the people in like the sort of Mountain West, the flyover country, right? I could have just said it like that. The people in flyover country. Already offensive, but go yes, ahead. Are mad. Get mad at people who talk like this, right? Because she lives in a big city. I think San Francisco. I think so. But she's also was ba did she, Didn't she work for the New York Times? So I'm sure she has like a bunch of New York contacts. She's probably in New York a lot. In New York, you absolutely probably can. Absolutely probably. Yeah. Nice job, Bill. <laughs> In New York, you absolutely can go without a car. There's public transportation. You can Uber. You can get a cab. You can probably get anywhere you want, and it'd be just as expensive as it would be to have a car. In fact, having a car, probably a hassle. you got to have parking. you get yeah. a garage. It probably costs more for insurance. Yeah. Gas is astronomical, et cetera. Has this woman ever been to, like, a suburb of St. Louis? Or, like, Nashville? It's just so ridiculous to think that there's any time in the near future that anywhere that's not a huge, densely populated city will not need a car. Chris, you and I both drive to work every day. If I did not have a car, my life would, it would be next to impossible. Here's something else she doesn't understand. She wants to double down on the ownership-free society. Why do we own clothes? Why don't we rent clothes? Like, there's there's a lot of millennials now using Rent the Runway. At 110.49. Guess where they tried that? Soviet Russia. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is because I don't want somebody else's butthole to touch the same thing that my butthole touches. Something I'm sure Bill appreciates is that during her diatribe about an ownership-free society, particularly when it comes to clothes, she suggests Rent the Runway. <laughs> Rent the runway. I checked it out. It's actually rent the runway. Yeah, 
also, I mean, I get the concept of renting a tuxedo, renting certain kinds One of clothes. One-time use things, yeah. sure. Could you imagine renting all your clothes? No. I mean, what would you do? Just send it back every week it or something? It sounds like idiocracy. Bizarre. Maybe the fact that she is so enamored with a ownership-free society is because she prefers uh, dictatorships. For instance, Chris, she notes that certain things are all started in all free and innovative societies. Rome, uh-huh. Egypt, Alexandria. Let's take it one by one. Rome, dictatorship. Egypt, monarchy. Alexandria, just a city, not a society. <laughs> she fits in great around yeah, here. This, this podcast was the ultimate, like, Bill using an interview to make himself feel smart. She wonders what the problem would be with people trying to hack driverless cars. Car no one's when... really going to do that. <laughs> and I have to agree with Bill. I think that does seem like it poses some problems. She says, no one's going to do that. Why would someone do that? Uh, <laughs> I hate to reduce everything to a worst case scenario, but remember when those two dudes would just drive around and park next to the Washington, D.C. interstate and then shoot people dead? Why do people do that? Because some people are assholes and they yeah. want to do terrible What's shit. Batman line? Some people just want to watch the world burn? Here's <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. She is right, ultimately. There is significantly less chance of error if you can get automated cars right than there is with human-operated cars. But that's not the point she makes. The point she makes is, well, yeah, just, why would anybody want to do that? Yeah, like, just well, ask the know. Matrix, Matt. I can see sometimes when the, or the Terminator. Sometimes machines are bad. I sit down with so many stupid internet people that talk to me about it. At 114.58, Kyle has this response when his name is brought up. Kyle. I'm sorry, I'm looking at this flyer thing. <laughs> you got to admire Cousin Kyle's dedication to his craft. I, I hope he's part of the union, Matt. I, well, because they're going to make sure that he has a do-nothing job that pays him scale. Here's, here's what I think. Kyle is the reason for the union. Because <laughs> I think that the Ringer employees looked around and they said, look at this guy who cannot get any shit right. Everything about this podcast is wrong. He's constantly not paying attention. But he's got the sweetest pig there is. Fuck you, Bill. We're unionizing. The rest of the Ringer employees looked at Bill management and said, man, this is bullshit. He's got his kids on podcasts. He's got all his friends on podcasts. And we're sitting here getting a pittance. Oh, and he's got this loser-ass Kyle who can't do shit putting his podcast together. And by the way, that's like the best. Where's Craig? Craig has to do like one shining podcast. Yeah, some nonsense podcast. And Kyle, there's evidence that Kyle's a terrible producer. Gets the sweet gig. I think that that's what led them to unionize. God, we're still on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. The silver one is going to fly by because it was so tedious and boring. At 126.45, as Single Dub from the Bill Simmons subreddit points out, this is way better. And it's good, but it is way better at half speed. I've had this podcast for 12 years and I know you were way early. But, it, so but they've always been an exactly. hour plus. Exactly. What are they talking about? I know. They were like, no, people like ESPN. They By like the way, ESPN used to tell me that. Hey, man. Snackable. Uh, Did they say that? Podcast is doing great, but keep it at like 20 minutes right so i was like the next one was like an hour, hour 30. 30 i exactly. was like fuck, fuck you guys you. Exactly. i'm not listening to anybody now we're giving credit to single dub i checked with him and he said it was cool if we used this on the podcast it is a, an exceptional <laughs> idea because bill and and kara swisher to some degree both sound super baked <laughs> 
And, and I just love the way it sounds. One other thing. Why is there that weird H sound that comes right before so? So I... It's an edit, right? At 131.25, there's a conversation about Megan Rapino, the star and like MVP, golden boot winner from the Women's World Cup, uh, and stalwart of the U.S. women's national team, about how she is polarizing. And Kara denies that she's polarizing, which is bullshit. Yes, Because I can is. tell from personal experience, someone <laughs> in my family found her to be polarizing, wishes she would move to Venezuela, which <laughs> makes no sense, because why do you want to get rid of somebody who's great? Yeah. Get the uh, polarizing scrub off the bench, <laughs> but not the star. Bill thinks it has something to do with ghosts. In a certain specter of the country. A specter, to be clear, yes. is a kind of ghost. We'll be back right after this. Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. When your days are long and your work is hot and dusty, there's just one thing you want to do. Head for the mountains. Push. Head for the beer that always goes down smooth as a mountain stream. Bush. Brewed just one way, the natural way, for a taste that's always as smooth as its name. Bush. Head for Bush. We're back. Okay, finally, the second podcast of the week. This is with Russillo, who has just been hired as a full-timer, and it lasted one hour, 51 minutes, and one second. There was no Pearl Jam, but a 250 Tic Tac and Melatonin. He plays the Tic Tac and Melatonin song. You can't hear any of the actual rapping. <laughs> yeah. It's like the intro. Yeah. It's whatever sample they're using, and then maybe at the very end you hear something. Maybe the rest of it is bad, but he's like, but they did do a good job with the sampling. Yeah, he likes their production skills. Yeah. <laughs> My guess is there is a lot of swears. And he's afraid we're going to listen to his 11-year-old son <laughs> oh, and have some thoughts. Oh, I hadn't considered this, but it's definitely true. <laughs> anyway, seven seconds in, Bill, in an ongoing attempt to promote ZipRecruiter, starts out by asking this. What's the difference between working hard and working smart? Bill never answers. In this case, this is what he says. I mean, sometimes there's no difference. You take Ryan Rossillo, who's joining the ringer, who we're going to talk to in a little bit. He works hard and he works smart. <laughs> How is this consistent with the <laughs> objective of the ZipRecruiter ad? He never gets this right, and no one ever calls him on it. At 1440, this is why Russillo is an all-star. It does seem like it's a shot across the bow, but I, I just, I can't figure out the Brady. Is it Bow? Shabow. That's what I meant. If he hadn't said it, we would have. But we wanted to include it because, Russillo, you were there for the common man. You were there. For the Bill Simmons podcast, podcast listeners. At 26 minutes, uh, Bill gives this weird scenario where he says it's possible that Belichick told Brady this is your last year, and that's why Brady is like sour about some <laughs> And then he says, I don't think it would happen, but it's not impossible. And then he gives a bunch of reasons about why he thinks it's definitely not going to happen. What's the point of this? Like, is this just like, 
let me tell you about this scenario. That I was a lot of spit you just sucked yeah. up there, Matt. <laughs> Matt just looked at his shirt <laughs> to see if he drooled. <laughs> you totally did, right? I don't think so. All right. No, you didn't drill, but you Oh, know. I looked at my... Oh, definitely looked at my shirt, yeah. yeah. But, like, is the point of this to just be like, here's a scenario I thought of that I acknowledge could never happen? He does this all the time. Nah, here's why. He draws the line in the sand, forgets about it, unless it comes true, and then he could say, you know who got this right? Bill did yeah, a year ago. Uh, the life of an opinionist. <laughs> at 37.35, trying to say subscription. Sign up for an, a subscription that's... At 38.38, an attempt... At a cliche. So people are going to blow out of shape anyway. That attempt has failed. It should be blow it out of proportion at 44.33. Again, props to single dub. Because if you hear Bill talk about a trade column, something he used to actually write, it's even better to hear him talk about it in slow-mo. And listen <laughs> for the second way he pronounces column. He's be the number one pick in any trade value. Column. If I wrote an NFL trade column, Mahomes is one. So what if he says, yeah, fuck it. Pay me. Column. <laughs> At 5248, our hero Rosillo brings up the Daryl Vegas pod. <laughs> it would be a disappointment to hear. Yeah, yeah I prefer like that it's the unknown. Yeah, it just lives on in mystery. Yeah. At fifty four fifty five, and they could sell the team immediately for more than they paid it. We just saw it with the Carolina, and they're bidding against each other, and he makes a ton of money for it. <laughs> they probably are not paying the team. He left out the word for. Yes, just assume you'll pick it up. This is our Kevin yeah. Malone moment of the week. I waste time. Say lot word when few word do trick. At fifty five fifty two, Rusillo goes after Simmons, Rich Bill, for being. Paper rich versus liquid rich. I mean, liquid is way different. You know that. Paper liquid. Um, <laughs> as well as it now. So, you, the, you know that. At 116.10, a huge snort. <laughs> at 119.06 during a commercial, Bill references 15 flavors of soda water. 15 flavors of soda water. Is this for like a drugstore in 1915 <laughs> when he's doing egg creams and he's chocolate soda coke? jerk. <laughs> That, and it's got to be in the copy. <laughs> if that is extemporaneous, <laughs> I almost want to give him credit. At 104, Bill does the Simply Safe ad. Simply Safe, great. Uh, oh, Simply Safe. I love him. Yep. He says, uh, and it's up for only 15 a month. Starting at just 15 a month. And then he says, that's $15. $15 a month. <laughs> <laughs> what did he think the alternative was? <laughs> Push ups. Cats. At 122.41, David Griffin, who is now working for New Orleans, used to work for the Cleveland Cavaliers when LeBron was there and winning a championship, gave a, a bombshell interview where he talks about how difficult it was to be part of the LeBron regime, uh -huh. which was all about servicing LeBron. But then he goes back on the record and claims he was not only misquoted, but stuff was pulled out of this. As mis misquoted, some stuff pulled out of exaggeration. And you cannot pull things out of exaggeration. It is not a death spiral, and you're the pirate of a biplane. You can pull things out of pirate. context. He's in the pirate. Pirate? <laughs> Pirates are notoriously bad at flying planes. It still holds. At 128.36, you're still getting hit, but it's not the same punishment remotely. You're still getting hit, but it's not the same punishment remotely. <laughs> this is how we say that in America, Matt. It's not remotely the same punishment. Because otherwise, when you put remotely at the end, it's not clear what it's modifying. Yes. At 131, Bill has a discussion about emergency rooms and points out that there's only two things emergency rooms make money off of. 
I mean, you're the reason you are staying in business. Little kids and and 40-year-old guys who think they could still play, pick up basketball and softball and touch football. Well, he claims that an ER doctor told him this, right? I wonder what happens when people get in car crashes <laughs> or assault each other or accidentally fire guns. Well, you know what it sounds like. Or there's catastrophic gas explosions. It sounds like there might be an emergency room market inefficiency. Yes, we will be the emergency room that caters to people <laughs> who uh, have emergency medical conditions and we'll allow all these other emergency rooms to deal with strained dongs and five-year-olds who drive into traffic. At 138.57, remember that article that was missing? We found it. Remember, he was like on the fucking Team USA all of a sudden. At around 145, there's a discussion of Kyle dueling at Shea Simmons. And the problem is this. Oh, yeah. He's not allowed to anymore. <laughs> but he's not allowed to for a specific fume-related reason. It definitely sends off the fumes. What is he talking about? Is he talking about you can smell the jewel or it gets into the carpet or drapes or furniture? Is it possible that he's jeweling weed? I don't know. Or it's like he can smell it through the the, the AC, HVAC (laughs) system. It's sending what fumes? And where? Where is it sending them? I just love the idea of like Bill and Mrs. Bill sitting around being like, we're going to have to fucking Kyle. About those fumes. On the third part of the week. Boring. Sarah Silverman, which is such a bummer because at one hour, 31 minutes and 29 seconds, that should have been an hour and a half of hilarity because she's really pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know how he managed to kill the vibe in this room. <laughs> I have to assume he just showed up and figured, I'm hilarious. Sarah's hilarious. I won't do any prep and we'll just talk. And instead it turned into this long, ugly discussion about the state of comedy and how cancel culture means... You can't laugh at things anymore. It's just a huge bummer. At 33 seconds in, as we mentioned earlier, quality quality candidate. There was a moment in this podcast that I did not write the time down for when Bill was when Good Sarah was showing that. Bill something on her phone, and I guess in what is slightly a step up from normal uh, Bill production quality, instead of just looking at it and not telling us anything, he narrated. Oh, and now she's doing this at 1:32 Pearl Jam, but he does not say. But first, weren't they selling T-shirts that said, but first, Pearl Jam? And uh, now yeah. that hook is gone. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't spend my hard-earned cash on that. Can you imagine buying a Ringer T-shirt? Oh, I can imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> Get one of those Blog Boys T-shirts, take it down, maybe sprain an ankle playing hoops with the uh, younger kids down at the park. At 4712, this discussion about school. They should have had or got more involved in the school. At 5645, Sarah Silverman hears for the first time, but we, the listeners, are treated to a rerun about Bill's son asking about wet dreams in sex ed. He didn't ask about wet dreams. Ben Simmons' question was not, what is a wet dream? What causes wet dreams? It was, how do I clean up a wet dream? The implication being, Ben Simmons having Doc, a bunch of wet dreams. <laughs> <Dr>. <laughs> Boyd. At 108.06, possible subject verb agreement issues. Names like yours was getting thrown around. like At 121.03, Days does not always need a D. It's really the glorious. This is this is it. This leads into a discussion about marijuana and Lelai's marijuana and how Bill prefers his wife to be stoned. I actually tried my try to get my wife to take it every day in some form because I like her more when she's got a little got a yeah, little edge well, off. You could have just like Bill. Matt, that was another big slurp. <laughs> I drink a lot of water. Bill just hates having to deal with his wife. And he's like, man, I wish she were just baked so she'd be less bitchy and naggy all the time. 
Get off my ass. I'm the rich idea guy. I took you to Hawaii. Just stay stoned. At 129.03, this swallow. These Democratic debates now, I feel like they need to be involved. Matt, next week, I'm going to bring in all my 4th of July cards. We can go through them one by one on a recorded video stream so that people can watch. <laughs> and we'll make fun of the people who sent us those Independence Day cards. What a weird mashup. I've had a lot of bad ideas. This has been the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. <laughs>